Welcome to YXC, a hyperlocal microcast that's filled with municipal garbage. talking about today today we're talking about a lot of garbage a pile of garbage big pile of garbage what uh describe this pile of garbage what pile of garbage might that be <laughs> let's just say you're taking a little road trip out of the city heading down heading down the highway <laughs> to regina <laughs> looking for some garbage <laughs> Uh, if you're new to the area, you might say to yourself, what's that pimple on the prairie landscape? <laughs> what's that uh, tiny hill among even tinier hills? Would you recognize it as a hill, do you think? I think so. I think I would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The pointiness of it, to me, it makes it not a hill. Anyway. More of a mound. So we're talking today about Blackstrap Mound. <laughs> is it? Is it actually called Blackstrap Mountain, though? Is that its official... I think it is, yeah. Blackstrap Mountain. How, um, how grand. <laughs> For anyone, I mean, I'll, I'll probably ask you more questions. You're, you're more of a uh, Blackstrap head than me. <laughs> but it appears that way. It does. I had no idea I was. <laughs> Can I, should I describe briefly just like uh, what, what it is for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah. So what I know Blackstrap Mountain to be is Saskatoon's only local ski destination. Um, it's positively alpine. <laughs> it's uh, it's basically a mound, a, a mound covered in grass um, that's sort of at the top of a valley. So on one side, it looks a little more impressive and like you could ski down on it. But from every other angle, including from the highway, it just looks like what you said, the pimple of the prairies. <laughs> like it's quite, quite small. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really, um, it's not staggering to behold. <laughs> I guess it's, it's out of commission. I assume no one skis there. Yeah. It's currently out of commission. It definitely looks like a blemish on the prairies that could easily be popped. And if you, if you popped it. What right. might come out? I don't know. What What is rumored to that would maybe come out? Well, urban legend tells us that this thing is just nothing more than a big pile of garbage. It's made with garbage. Do you have any memories of like hearing about Blackstrap Mountain when you were growing up in Saskatoon? My so my only memory of Blackstrap, and I do, I definitely always associate it with the like, oh, that's Blackstrap Mountain. It's a pile of garbage. Um, is like I remember learning that. I think I was never quite clear on whether that was true, but I think that for for me, its place in my like childhood psyche was you know when you're a kid and there's just like a couple things like you don't know too many things and there's a couple things that you do know and those are things that you sort of hold on to because you think they somehow make you cool or lend you credibility. I'd be like, I'm from Saskatoon. And we have a garbage mountain outside of the city. Like it was one of these sort of little factoids that I would hold on to and kind of um, like, I didn't identify with it, but it was like one, one of the very few interesting facts that I knew. 
<laughs> about like the world, like not only Saskatoon, but the world. Cause I was quite young. Yeah, um, interesting. So I sort of, I was interested in it insofar as like, it was like, like, um, like cocktail party conversation, but right. for like a five year old. Yeah. 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 So my knowledge of it came, I think as a teenager, uh, from a friend of mine who was like, a like skied competitively and so not being from the city uh i remember being informed of this mountain and it was told to me that in no like no uncertain terms that this thing was a mound of garbage and a mound of garbage ski hill outside of saskatoon (laughs) so that's yeah as a teen that's when i first learned about it but it really does seem to be like the landmark that saskatchewan like Saskatchewan people, but people from Saskatoon, Saskatoon specifically, lo- just love to hate. But they they love it because they love to tell the story about this like Mount Ski Hill of garbage that they have. But they also just have a disdain for it. But then this like secret like prideful pleasure in the fact that this, like, <laughs> something so ludicrous exists. Flagstrap Mountain, the prideful pleasure of the prairies. <laughs> Yeah, there is something about it. Well, I feel like that sort of aligns with what I said in yeah, a way. Like absolutely. it's sort of like and I feel like coming from not just Saskatoon, but like anywhere from Saskatchewan, there is this sort of like a bit of a self deprecating like some of some of the things that you would most like tout right. <laughs> to yes. others are also sort of things that are like hilarious and embarrassing about the province. And I'm sure that's like, I'm sure that can be annoying in many ways. And then in some ways it's kind of funny. Do you know when it opened and when it closed? Well, it opened in the mid seventies for the winter games. Okay. And I don't know. It closed in the, well, I would have been there in the early two thousands and I'm not sure exactly when it closed up for good. Hmm. Uh, this is all stuff we'll have to get to the bottom yep, of. Yeah, stuff we're going to have to investigate. There's yeah. probably, like, someone listening right now who's like, oh my god, these idiots, I know exactly. Like, well, yeah. It's not a mystery. I know exactly what's in that no. mountain. But it's a mystery to us, okay? Whoever you are listening, talking to you. Maybe there's cool a person it. out there who knows. But may I may I speak a little bit about some of the uh, preliminary research I've done? Is Absolutely. Now, is this the time? I insist. Okay. So... In wanting to find out whether or not we were, in fact, just, like, um, investigating some something widely known, yeah. <laughs> I uh, took to the Google, no, I took to an internet search to and found a number of local blogs uh, who, there seems to be a real range of opinions, and I say opinions because none of these seem to be based on any real... Uh, facts that they cite anyway i like that that bodes well for a mystery show yeah over like whether or not yes this thing is entirely made of garbage this thing is not made of garbage and then like a range in between so Hmm. i think that bodes well for this actually being a mystery totally so we don't know i don't think we know we don't know that's uh not based on like hobby historian blogs anyway right Um, right yeah and then i did a like fun slight dive into what the local archives has and oh there is some really fun imagery there's a uh, really amazing promotional postcard of of um an illustration of sid buckwald in like a like a bomber jacket 
in front of a rendering of <laughs> like the, this like majestic ski hill that I think people anticipated Blackstrap Mountain would look like. How does it compare? <laughs> well, let's say it failed slightly in the uh, implementation stage. Um, and then there seems to be some scale models out there, so I think we should try and find these and put them out somewhere. We've got to find them and put, put, them, out. put them on the website uh, just as soon as that exists. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Tweet, we'll tweet them. So people competed on this hill during the games? During the games, yeah. And the Winter Games are the Canada Winter Games? Is that, like, what's the scale of the game? I think it was a national, yeah. I think it right. was the Canada Winter Games. Nine, hmm. As I recall, 1975, but... So it would be, like, a regulation-sized hill, I guess? Regulation-sized garbage hill? There must have been some kind of regulations that they would have to follow and for it to be, like, a legitimate competitive ski slope. I don't really know. Well... Yeah, did you, anything else you found out, or was that kind of the... Well, no, I didn't want to get too into it before, you know. Mm-hmm. You never want to solve a mystery too soon. I didn't want to solve it before we got started. Right, right. <laughs> um, I guess it's time to, to define the mystery. Let's define the mystery. And what's the mystery to you? To me, the mystery is, how full of garbage is this thing? Yeah. And for me, like, if we can answer that, and assuming that the answer is, like, some to all, I want to know, what garbage is it? Whose garbage is Whose it? Whose garbage is it? What, like, what uh, sampling of garbage did they take? How much garbage is it? I'd be curious about that. I want to know... Yeah, the ratio. Yeah. I've never just, like, looked at a, looked at a land feature and been like, what's in there? But I really want to know what's in there. Where's the beef? How much garbage were we fed about this garbage mountain? Exactly. Yeah, is it full of garbage? And if so, how full? And if not, what, what is it? Is it just a hill? That would that'd be pretty pretty disappointing. It would be disappointing. And yeah, and I hadn't thought to question the kind of veracity of the, of the garbage mountain being full of garbage until until I hit the local blogs and then... I wonder who I wonder who we're going to talk to. Like, what what sector do we contact? Do we contact garbage, garb like Saskatoon garbage? Do we contact city council? Do we contact? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different ways we can take this one. The local city council seem to be really involved in the planning and creation of it. So I think that uh, I think the municipal archives might be the place for us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. a field, maybe a field trip. Maybe, okay, okay. Stay with me. Maybe we go out there and we dig. Yes, <laughs> Just dig it up. Yes, that's the only way. We need to think. We need to find out for ourselves. Exactly. We'll take a, a core sample, like they do of yeah. ice, and then yeah. see like what nineteen seventies craft dinner boxes come out. Yes, there must be some decommissioned mining equipment somewhere that we can get our hands on <laughs> for sure. So, if you had to guess. How would you answer this mystery? I think there's garbage in it. And I think it's dirt. Lexi on location. On location at the city of Saskatoon archives. Listen to the sounds of the archives. Listen to the rustling. But not too much rustling. So... The very first thing we've come across is uh, an invoice from the consulting company that built the hill. Turchinsky Consulting Limited. Turchinsky Consulting. 
And it's an itemization of the, like a cost breakdown of what everything costs to build the hill. And we do see, there may be a bit, a bit of a clue here, that the fill for the mountain was estimated to cost around $300,000. Where the total cost of the project is just over Five hundred and seventy-seven thousand. That's some expensive garbage. <laughs> I'm still convinced with garbage. Um, so that's a clue. First clue. And so, in a Canada Games uh, news, the Canada Games news. Yeah, the Canada <laughs> Games news <laughs> looks like created just for the games themselves. Page two of February thirteenth, nineteen seventy-one says. Not so nuts. Premier Thatcher quipped that he thought Saskatoon sponsors were nuts when they approached Regina for financial help for the mountain building scheme. But he said Blackstrap had made him a believer. Control of the purse strings is uh, this like official title of this section. Late in February 1969, after the City Council of Saskatoon had accepted an invitation by the provincial government to bid for the 71 Canada Winter Games... Mayor Sid Buckwold called a meeting of some 14 citizens well-known for their interest and experience in sports, administration, and recreational work. I hope I'm one day known for my interest in administration. Their assignment to catalog facilities available in the city for the 16 sports of the game. From the results, the ad hoc committee would determine whether Saskatoon had a reasonable chance of submitting a bid for the game. Several days later, the results were presented and proved encouraging, with the exception of skiing facilities... The riverbank site, then used by the Saskatoon Ski Club, would require extensive development with earth fill, earth fill, mm. garbage fill, <laughs> with earth fill necessary to build the hundred-foot-high riverbank area up to a total height of three hundred vertical feet. When the game, or when the news came that Saskatoon had been awarded the games on April twenty-second, nineteen sixty-nine, more detailed engineering tests proved the original ski site unusable because of the unstable conditions along the riverbank. Then came a frantic round-the-clock search for another site. Round-the-clock search. Then <laughs> in the midnight oil, <laughs> looking for a hill. <laughs> we need to find a flat place to put this mountain. <laughs> Only after scouring the countryside, which never looked flatter, the, the ideal site was located some 25 miles south of the city on provincially owned parkland. The rest is recorded history. The city that promised to build a mountain and then found it almost couldn't, did. What did you find? Uh, this might be more than just a clue. It might be a smoking gun. Oh, no. Fingers crossed for Garbage Mountain. No, Blackstrap is, was constructed by a lake. I'm quoting from the Canada Games periodical again. <laughs> constructed by a lake of the same name and required 800,000 cubic yards of fill among the dirt donors. Dirt donors were all the counties in Ontario, every province and territory in Canada, some California beaches, and even Innisbrook, Austria. What? Okay, is dirt code for garbage? <laughs> donors is in quote. Well, dirt is not. 800,000 cubic yards of fill. So Coming all the way from Austria. Garbage. Is, Aust Austrian garbage. This is extremely discouraging for me, knowing that it's dirt donors. <laughs> Um, hmm. I'm going to pretend I didn't see this. <laughs> so it's not garbage. I mean, it, it's donated dirt. 
Well, it wasn't donated if it costs over three hundred thousand dollars. We need to dig into right. this right a little further. Right, Some expensive Austrian garbage. Something's not adding up. And here we are, looking at the Saskatoon Star Phoenix article dated uh, Friday, September eighteenth, nineteen seventy, titled "Earth from Across Canada Used to Top Off Mount Blackstrap." This is still in the planning stage, so. Not, they seem to not yet know that they need to look abroad <laughs> to really top it off. Oh, it earth seems to be a, a ceremonial placing of the earth. These two fellows here who are dressed like, like Lederhosen and yeah, like they're going to uh, Ricola hats. <laughs> yeah, I'll call them. Went to like a beer fest or something. Um, <laughs> it says the appropriately attired twosome. That's <laughs> from their knapsacks carried on their backs, placed earth contributed by each of the nation's provinces, including the Yukon and the Northwest Territories, plus donations from Austria and California. So it's possible that that little tidbit we found before about Austria and California were just oh, ceremonial donations. Like a, more of a sprinkling than a... Maybe. Like they, oh, wait. Okay. Now I feel silly because why... Why would they have to import dirt? Well, that I don't know. That's that's what it seemed like. Uh, okay, that's it was, what it. That's how it read. To it me. was weirdly worded then. I think. Yeah. Um, but now this makes a lot more sense. I would have yeah. jumped to that conclusion myself. Right. Um, so the dirt was probably from like nearby. We yet to we, we yet to find out. We need to know. The mystery continues. Dirt or garbage. Yeah, so are you familiar with this um, rumor, fact, myth? Who knows? The Mount Blackstrap is, in fact, filled with garbage. I haven't heard <laughs> that it was actual garbage, but I, but I thought I read or heard somewhere that it was in the, late, in the early 70s or the late 60s, there were a lot of growth in Saskatoon and lots of new houses were going up. And I thought I heard that they were trucking out, you know, basement fill, basement, mm -hmm. the whole thing dug for four basements was trucked out to blackstrap to, to be used as fill materials right. to, to to you know to build up the mountain i can't i can't imagine garbage would be would be all that stable yeah over time the bills um, for the fill yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the cost of the fill, the fill is indi indicative of, of a of some sort of trucking fees or whatever to get that yeah and fill, I whatever like, that fill is yeah. whatever the fill is yeah. whatever the fill may be yeah, yeah whatever the yeah. fill may be and for whatever reason like growing up in my mind right i was like there's Blackstrap, it's made of garbage. Yeah, and it yeah. was just like this idea. That, and I don't even know where I got that idea. Mm -hmm. And other people also like other, other kids. Other generation yeah. seem to think the same. That, that's where the, yeah. I've heard yeah. the same myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was yeah. this rumor started so, somewhere. Yeah. Any ideas where the rumor might have started? No, 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 I don't know. I didn't grow up here, so I don't, right. I don't know the stories of yeah. the early 70s. So now, now you guys are the experts. Now you know more than <laughs> All I do is provide the records and you guys. And you as guys, the expert, to... I say it's filled with garbage. <laughs> So just to bring everyone up to speed, uh, that person you heard was Ken Dahl. He was our, our helper and guide at the City of Saskatoon archives when we accosted him and made him answer our, our silly questions. So thank you to Ken. Welcome back uh, from what I would consider a crushing trip to the archives. Um, uh, we yeah. emerged as experts, but we didn't necessarily emerge victorious. 
yet. This is not the, uh, if this is the kind of expert I have to be, I don't want to be it. <laughs> I want to be an expert in a world where it was garbage and where the garbage cost $300,000. <sighs> so yeah, what are your thoughts on the solving of this mystery? Did we, did we solve it? Well, should we say it together? Yeah, I think the mystery Mysteries solved. Uh, and in favor of you, your, your prediction was that it wasn't filled with garbage. And so it can, a reluctant congratulations, I guess. Again, even though I am victorious in this case, I am victorious, I suppose. One of us was victorious. I do not feel good about it. In my yeah. heart, I wanted it to be garbage as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm still, I'm left with like a burning need to know now, why do I think it's become a, the mystery has turned inward uh, for me. Now I'm like, why did I think it was garbage? Can I um, say that? Yeah, even, I think even Ken wanted it to be garbage. He went out yeah. as far on a limb as to say, maybe people consider basement dirt to be garbage. There could have been some garbage in the basement dirt. He said that. In place of our disappointment that the mountain is probably mostly not garbage, but could have a little bit of garbage inside. Uh, could have we a learned lot. so many exciting things. We learned like many more, many more interesting and sometimes funny facts um, about what must it have been, what must it have been like to be there? Um, you know, I'm going to go right out and say it was a sh bit of a shit show, I think. Yeah, it seemed like a bit of a shit show, but it also seemed like a successful shit show. Like people seemed, although I guess we did, I mean, mo so most of the documents that we saw in the archive were the documents of like the games organization itself or like the, not necessarily the committee, but like, like it was a lot of publications from the games. Um, so that makes sense that it makes sense that it was presented as a, as a blazing success. Mm -hmm. Um, but there also, yeah, we saw, what did we see? So we saw like reports from the games. We saw lots of newspaper clippings from the star Phoenix. What else did we check out there? Well, and I mean, most of the newspaper articles talked about the mountain and what a success the construction was. So yeah. I don't know, maybe we should talk a little bit about uh, that process. Yeah, yeah. So how did, like, one of the, I guess one of the sort of stories that we found out was just how this whole thing came to be. Do you want to, do you want to talk about what we found? I do. So it seems that uh, the province of Saskatchewan asked the city of Saskatoon, the city council, the current city council, um, to, in late February, to put in a bid to host the games for 1971. Um, Mayor Sid Buckwald got together this group of administrative experts, etc. as we heard in Sarah's... Uh, administrative enthusiasts, I'd say. Hmm, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Brought together administrative enthusiasts and other experts to put, a, put together a plan and a proposal. And they had four weeks to get this thing together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they were working on with a pretty tiny, well, what I would consider a pretty small budget. Um, and they thought at the time that they would have to build both, uh, they would have to both have a ski hill and an Olympic size swimming pool, working with a capital budget of $600,000. They found out at the time that the only aquatic events are, were, were to be synchronized swimming, racing, and diving. 
So they were like, hey, right. we don't need a giant Olympic right. size pool. Things that really scream winter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> synchronized swimming. Do all my synchronized swimming in the winter. That's part of my uh, polar dip. Right. So they were like, hey, we don't need this pool. We're going to put all, funnel all of our cash into constructing this ski hill. So there was a site along the city or along the river, south of the city, called Hor the Horizon Ski Site. Yeah, it was referred to in the documents just as the, the Horizon Site. They, they had a four-week time period to get their shit together. And uh, it said in, in one of the reports, it says most of the details were worked out at the printers, including the theme that runs along the bottom of the proposal, call, which is going to build a mountain. So, Would you say that they had four weeks to get their fill in a hill? Mm, yes, I absolutely would say that. Yeah, yeah. They mm -hmm. found out at the end of April that they were successful and they were awarded the games. Mm -hmm. And then they sure had there was a lot of backslapping. Yeah, 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 definitely. They had two years, I guess, from that point to to build this hill. But, but then, uh, da, da, da. disastrous. <laughs> disaster struck. Yeah, disaster and struck in the form of an engineering report. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. engineer crushed all dreams for the horizon site yeah. because the riverbank was unstable. Right. Which led to the frantic day and night search around the clock search for the site of the new hill for somewhere flat enough and un, no, I don't know if it's actually flat enough, but like the paradox of choice in that scenario, hey, like, I don't know, it's too many options where you could build a hill from absolutely nothing, but they did eventually choose the Blackstrap site. Do we know, I f did we find out anything about why they wanted to choose the Blackstrap site? Like why they ended up choosing that site? I feel like that was maybe absent from the documents. My guess is that it was like Crown Land and so they, because they entered into lease arrangements with the province uh, to right. lease the site and then have it kind of fall back to the province. So uh, my assumption is that it was like easy to get. Plus you could park on the and park on the lake. <laughs> right, yeah, plus you could park on the lake, which we'll get to shortly. Um, so they decided to start building this mountain. And so Mount Blackstrap was its, its technical name, I guess. Once the hill was built, it seems, I don't know if there were any issues in actually building the hill, um, but they certainly had issues once they were sort of trying to, in the finishing stage, I guess, of the hill. Mm -hmm. So once the hill was built, one of the first issues that arose was that all the topsoil got washed away. So in the documents we found in the archive, it said that seven inches of topsoil, which is like when you picture the size of the hill, is a, an insane quantity, a huge volume of, of soil. Um, there was really heavy rainfall and it was washed away down the slope. It took a little ski down the slope, uh, <laughs> first, first to try it. And yeah, it had to be removed from where it collected, I guess, and dried out and like replaced back on the mountain. Um, once that issue was resolved, there also, we found a bunch of stuff about the issue of trees, planting trees on the hill. We found a newspaper article called Instant Forests Aren't Easy to Grow. The instant forest idea appeared simple enough. Take three foot lengths of four inch metal pipe and sink them up the shoulders and face of Blackstrap. Then place 900 evergreens harvested from other parts of the province in the pipes after the arrival of the winter frost. Let them freeze into place. 
Steph, would you say that that idea seems simple enough? Yeah, let's go dig up some trees from around the province, stick them into these holes, and voila. That's what you'd think. But according to this article, <laughs> problems sprouted in place of evergreens. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I guess the, uh, the packed surface of the mountain was too hard to poke the holes through. And uh, uh, they couldn't use anything with power, uh, like power-mounted augers or tractors that would pull them because of the face of the mountain, like the degree of the slope was too steep. But eventually they, eventually they did uh, figure it out although they don't say exactly how. So yeah, eventually they did, uh, they did plant a bit of a shelter belt, although I'm sure it doesn't seem to me that, I guess those would have been temporary. They weren't transplants, transplants. They were just like temporary trees, I guess. Do, you, do we think those trees just died? Like those trees aren't there now, are they? I don't recall them being there. Um, I don't recall an evergreen forest. Yeah, it was more like a Christmas tree scenario where you just like have it around as long as it'll last. And what else, did, what else did we learn about the construction? Yeah, this was more related to the actual usage of the hill, I suppose, or the, the state of the hill right before the games. The weather got really warm right before and it iced up the entire hill so badly that they actually had to get volunteers to come out and just walk around on the snow to, or the <laughs> ice to break it up. Just stomp, stomp around? Yeah. That yeah. sounds fun. And actually like- stomp. As a as someone who lives in the climate that we do, I guess we we all do. I mean, who doesn't enjoy that sort of crackly feeling when you're walking on something that's frozen or it's like so satisfying? Frozen, it is. It is. Must Those have been are... a lot of satisfied volunteers that day. Yeah. So it seems like it was sort of rife with rife with problems. Can't imagine why. Um, yeah. I guess that's what happens when you're going to build a mountain. Uh, you're also going to have some problems. Rife with problems, but yet heralded as this like giant success, like a huge dream achieved. For sure, for sure. And maybe not, maybe not focusing on rife with problems, but they, let's say that they overcame a lot of problems. It's that prairie spirit people love to laud. Um, speaking of overcoming obstacles, one of, for me, one of the most amazing things that we found, and people who were around then will probably, uh, will probably remember this, but was the fact that the athletes were housed, so they had to make a sort of Olympic style village. And where did they house the athletes? In the former Eaton's building downtown. Yeah, so because the Midtown had just been constructed, Eaton's had vacated quite recently, I think. And the city didn't want to overrun all the hotels and motels with um, athletes, so they needed to find a place to house them. The, yeah, the former Eaton's building is where the public school board is now, I think, right. like the former Army and Navy Woolworths. So they set up like, they set up tents and campers in the department store, it seems like. And they had yeah. like three or four floors devoted to different, um, three or four floors devoted to different residents, like men and women, and then also one devoted to an infirmary. Uh, and, and there's yeah, a we, total of 900 athletes housed in that place. That is a shockingly huge amount. It sounds, honestly, it sounds more like a hurricane emergency response than uh, like someplace that you would plan for people to go and stay. Um, and there were, yeah, there are newspaper clippings uh, from that time 
sort of examining life in the village. And there's one I'm looking at right now, just a photo we took in the archive from February 18th, 1971. But yeah, the, the title of the article is Campers Like Village Life. And then it immediately goes on to describe how the female basketball players um, yeah, the female basketball players couldn't fit in the beds. Like the beds for the women were too short from head to head to foot. Sounds comfy. Uh, nice. And it says the, the male athletes. So I think the, the women lived in campers in the department store and the male athletes lived in, quote, a cluster of tents on the second and third floors. They got the tent city. It's uh, there. And their only complaint, it says, was uh that living in the village could be could be noisy this was amazing can you imagine uh, showing up to the winter games and being like and your tent is ready for you yeah sir ladies follow me to your uh cap camper <laughs> located on the fourth floor i uh wonder who got if there was like a fight over who got the pull-out couch over who got that like table that turned into a couch <laughs> yeah that's always the worst place to sleep the table yeah absolutely or who got like the like mom and dad's bed in the back mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. that's yeah although it's very corduroy bear i feel like we've all had dreams if you're of the age where you read corduroy bear as a kid like for me personally the idea of living in a department store has this like weird surreal appeal to it i think because of corduroy do you know who i'm talking about Living in a department store, yes, and and there's been kind of riffs on that idea, you know, in various movies and stuff. Living in an empty department store with 900 <laughs> sweaty mid-20 folks, mm, less appealing, less yeah. fantasy-like. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, another funny thing, another document that we found from the, um, from the Olympic-style village was... Uh, records from the infirmary and it looks like there is all kinds of stuff going down. We've got headaches, we've got insomnia, we've got boils, toothaches, uh, joint sprains, lacerations, blisters, and then they they sort of break it down by how many men and how many women <laughs> had these afflictions. And then there's one, one lonely punch below the belt. Um, I guess severe enough that it required hospitalization. Um, so, it was a oof. fight over who got the mom and dad bed in the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think, I think I remember, do you recall this? I think in some of the articles it was saying that everyone was sort of beset by flu and nausea for the first week or so. Or not, maybe not first week, first couple days. Carbon um, monoxide? Who knows? Or maybe like from like uh, campers running inside the building or trucks hauling them in. Who knows? Uh, yeah, fumes. There, I think there were smoking, there was like an designated smoking section in there as well, and uh, their recreation site. In no, you gotta smoke. You gotta smoke. An yeah, athlete? Can't, athletes gotta smoke. What else did we find? Well, um, the parking on, the parking situation. Oh, yeah. yeah for the that. ski hill. Yeah. Uh, also fascinating. The remedy to that problem was everyone park on the lake. You do it when you go ice fishing. Why can't it work for attendees for the games? Am I right? Yeah, why can't we have thousands of cars on this lake or hundreds of cars on this lake? And, and there was a picture of it, was there not? Photo and then also, yes. And then they did do their due diligence and uh, they did commission an engineering report, which you can find online that talks about 
like the ice thickness needed. I should hope that they did. Yeah. God. Which is, I just find that so interesting. And, but why, okay, so they're parking up, like, I get that the lake is like, it's a flat space, it's at the base of the hill, like, great for cars, but, like, that hill is also surrounded by prairie. Like, why not, here's a, here's a question, riddle me this, why not park on land? Maybe because it was privately owned land? Farmers? Who fields? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? And Maybe I just, it just was like a great idea, you know? You're coming to the prairies. Why not live that prairie lifestyle? Where yeah, you... exactly. We all do it. We all do it. I refuse to park my car on land. But what I'm imagining is people arriving here for their lovely winter games in February of uh, 1971, and they're like, go sleep in the Edens and park on the lake. It just seems... It's real prairie hospitality. Yeah, maybe, like, it's a, is that a warm welcome? I don't know. Yeah, this is also, like, this is part that might not sort of translate too well to an audio format, but there, there were a lot of, like, artists' renderings and interpretations of Mount Blackstrap. And let me tell you, the gall of calling that a mountain is something, like, uh, to, you know, and not even, like, Blackstrap Mountain, but for some reason, calling it Mount Blackstrap kind of yeah, totally. It's way more grandiose, Mount Blackstrap. Like Mount, I think of like Mount Olympus. Like right, right. Yeah, mounts are uh, Mount Everest. All the mounts we know are like big old mounts. Big old mounts. Yeah. Yeah. Which of which this ain't. Yeah, this is little baby mount. (laughs) <laughs> the renderings of this baby bump, let me tell you, are equally grandiose as the name Mount Blackstrap would uh, convey. And I think that convey. these would be perfect for, for tooting out to the public. Would, would you say that that's probably all we have to share from our trip to the archive? I'd say that sums it up. Um, so our mystery was, how full of garbage is it? Yeah, is it full of garbage? And if so, how full of garbage is it? Mm. We know it's not full. Uh, there could be a little bit of garbage in there. A, a sprinkling? There could definitely be a sprinkling. Yeah. I'm yeah. holding, let's hold on to hope that there's sprinkling. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely letting my, um, like on, like, uh, crime shows when a certain detective isn't supposed to be on the case because they're too close to it. I feel like that's me. Like, I'm, I'm hesitant to say, I'm hesitant to deliver the real solving of the mystery, even though I know it in my heart. Um, I'm too close to this case. Um, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can truly speak to whether we solve the mystery or not, because I'm, uh, I'm invested. Do we leave the case open? Do we consider <laughs> this case closed? I feel that we should, I, okay, I feel that ethically we should close the case. I don't, I don't think Blackstrap's full of garbage. It's not full of garbage. Mm, you hear to hear, folks, from the self-proclaimed experts. Yeah, yeah, we're the experts now. Is it like it was the a, enigma inside the mystery? Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, tent inside the ladies' wear section inside the enigma inside the mystery. Great. <laughs>